Thank you so much for listening. If you've been interested in this content and want to reach out for us a one-on-one or group or community coaching, please don't hesitate to. You can find us at Lads Talk Health on Instagram. On Telegram, if you're interested in the natural plant medicine, search for Rick Simpson Oil, best Rick Simpson Oil, forward slash cannabis oil, forward slash THC oil. You'll also find us on Instagram at Lads Talk Health. We've got a community membership site. If you're interested, please reach out. The membership site is www.ladstalkhealth.com. And again, love to all. Live, we are live. Hello, Insta. It's Jay from Lads Talk Health. And as always, sending nothing but loads and loads of love. Big love and kindness and happiness and joy. And Harry Thomas coaching. Boom. Harry asked to be in my video. Come on in, Harry. You can come in. Izzy. Hello, Izzy. Hello, Sarah. And simply Edita. Edita. Hello, hello. Hello, Harry Thomas. Hello, we'll sort that a bit out. It's a bit messy. Hi, Madara, lovely lady. At least you got some hair to be messy with. You're all right. You're doing all right. Do you know what I've been doing? And it's not going to make any sense to the to people. They're going to probably think I'm off. But just even since, I've just been going like, I'm ready. <laughs> and you know what? It's made me, because you know, it's like, again, always to emphasize, hello, everyone that's joining. Oh, I know we said, but tonight, we had a quick, well, actually, no, two happened tonight. Prior to this, literally, this is why we're a bit late. So we were a bit late. It's Harry's fault. He put me into a meditation and it took me a while to come out. <laughs> In fact, if you hadn't said, come out at the last minute, I would have turned him off and I would have stayed there for the evening and you'd have been going solo. <laughs> but anyway, yes, so apologies we're a little bit late because Harry took me for a meditation. But right at the end, because we realised the time, hello, mate. It was like, oh, what? I said, we're going to talk about whatever you want to talk about tonight. So do you know what I want to talk about tonight? I want to talk about misconceptions on certain things, and I'll get into that in a moment, but how these misconceptions can take away some absolutely life-changing, beautiful moments that nature gives us and what we've got inbuilt in us, within our bodies, in our foundation of all systems, basically, which all plays a part in meditation, which is something that me and Harry, we haven't spoke about really for a little while now. We've done a, a couple of shows on meditation, but the reason this has come up for me as well, because we're going to touch on plant medicine tonight. We're going to touch on the endocannabinoid system. We're going to touch on not the usual, which is right, the amazing work it does with people with cancer, because we, we've done that. We've done lots of videos. Go and look at a video on, on, on the cancer and the endocannabinoid system and cannabis. There you go. Right, because we've done lots of videos on them. What we haven't done so many videos on, and something that me and Harry have both experienced firsthand multiple times, is the difference that you can make to your body. If you're feeling stressed, if you're feeling like you've got a decision to make, if you're feeling you're stuck in a relationship, stuck in a job, fed up with COVID, if you're feeling anything which has built up over time, and every now and again it comes up, you need to have a clearer, 
And there's certain ways you can meditate, especially with the addition of medicines, natural, real medicines, which are designed, bearing in mind what we're going to talk about tonight. This is, go back thousands of years, ancient millennia go back, and you'll see the importance of shamanic, ritualistic ceremonies around your own health, meditation. So Hazard, there's your placement tonight. We're going to talk about meditating on the oil. Yeah, so both um, really powerful personal experiences that we've had. I'd say for me, it must be three years now when I first got the oil because I had an uh, interest in it, the first experience on it. But what it helps allows you to do to understand what we can get from taking the time out to label, meditate, to label, breath work. It, it's what it, it does when you get in tune with your body. And for me, plant medicine is an assistance to, like James said, the internal system that we have within our body, which makes you aware of it. And then when you start tapping into certain areas of your body, you become the uh, commander, you control it all. And it helps people detach from the, the stuckness that they get in their heads, all life that throws at them, all the thoughts that we keep having every day. On top of that, the energy of other people. It helps you literally disconnect from all of that. And what's amazing within these experiences, you can go from frustration to being scared to going back to moments which have really impacted you your whole life. And within an instant, there's a complete shift and a complete flick around in turn, the feelings and expressions that we do, we seek for. We don't have to. They're all within our body. So this stuff is magic. Not only is it magic, the experiences we've had with people whose lives have been saved completely with the combination of the work that they do with this oil, uh, or I'd say plant medicine, because we've worked with a number of different medicines over the years as well. And also to, again, zoom back in, why has it been demonized? Why has it been hidden from us? Why has it been banned and people get criminalized and put inside for something that is from the universe, effectively? We'll come on to the energy, because uh, we've got good stuff. The difference between things like cocaine, the devil's drug, the, the thing that traps us, from an energy standpoint to what this medicine does and, 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 and how it does impact our lives. Beautiful, mate. Now, just to give this a couple of bit, you've already given it credence, actually, what you touched on with the people we work with and have worked with with cancer, okay? And I can tell you this, we have both sat in and taken people through experiences while on this medicine. Meditation, we call them an experience because meditation can come with stereotypical egotistical labels that you'll chuck at me, but no just call it an experience where we've taken amazing people that have been told that basically there's nothing else at this point that they can do with mainstream medicine we've taken them through meditations on this particular plant medicine they've come out and literally in their heads already healed and seen how they've got over what it is they're going to get over and they've gone on to achieve that so that's something that we're not having to take someone else's story. That's our story. This is stuff that we do with people, which still gives me tingles. So there's a bit of credence. But imagine it. Imagine it doesn't matter. Let's not, for me, for this, for my little bit here is you're not sick physically, okay? But you are just feeling like you need 
something better in your life to better yourself. Nothing egotistical, something to, to make you feel better about yourself. Okay, number one, meditation. It's not an exaggeration. It is literally an instant, instant game changer into how you look at yourself first and foremost, how you look at yourself. Because take the name meditation out of it. Let's call it your time. Because that's what that is. It's your time to be completely present in yourself and honest with yourself. Now, that's the spiritual aspect. Now, from a physicality, biochemistry, scientifically, irrefutably proven standpoint, taking time just out your day, even without breathing, forget the breathing for a minute, you're just taking time to be calm with yourself and try to take control of that moment. Well, I'm, I'm just being time. This is my time. This is my time. And getting to the point where you know you, you've all have done it at some point, where you just feel that shift into, okay, I'm, I'm here. That, from a biochemistry standpoint, takes you out of that toxic state that you run in on a daily basis. We all do. 90-odd percent of the time, we're running on things that have either happened or have not happened yet, which destroys your biochemistry, because all of a sudden, especially where we are shallow breathers, we're lacking the one thing that our bodies really need to do to calm us the fuck down, which is oxygen, which is where breathing does come in. Now, <clears throat> add to that mix. You've got something inside you, and just as a quick one, so yes, this one, the system I'm about to say, by the way, if you know anyone with cancer, diabetes, uh, Alzheimer's, Parkinson's, the list is endless, okay? This stuff works really quickly as well. Why? Because of this system. So go on, mate. Instantly. Instantly, yeah. The endocannabinoid system, okay? You've got this system. Like I said, we're, not, we're, not, we're just addressing you right now. The, the ones that have gone, yeah, do you know what? I really would like to get into meditation. I would really like to get that feeling that they talk about that it is literally the best thing that happens in their day. This is a guarantee. You get yourself a protocol of a natural plant medicine that you can take alongside your meditation, which when I tell you it is with every single time, it will be, you feel like it's the best thing you've done all day. Every single time you come out and think, not think, feel, wow, I'm so glad I've done that. So, and for me, this is how I explained to my brother. So I'm an avid West Ham fan. Like, I love them. I'm an East End, Cockney, West Ham loving, wanting to play for the Hammers my whole life, football fan. When my brother asked me about meditation, my younger brother, Dan, shout out to I said to him the same every time. I said, you know what, bro? It's better than, than I could ever imagine West Ham winning the FA Cup. The feeling I get every single time. That's how much it does for me. That's how much it would do for you, not necessarily the West Ham comparison. But my point is, it, this is a guarantee. A mixture with a plant medicine, which its sole purpose is to synergist synergistically work with your endocannabinoid system. It's irrefutable. Look at the works of Raphael, Professor Raphael Mishulin. 50-odd years, five decades, every award under the sun. That's, where, that's what I'm basing my knowledge on, plus my experience. Christina, um, Dr. Christina Sanchez as well. This stuff is designed to work with your body in such a way that doesn't matter if you're not physically labeled with a sickness, if you just want to fill your whole body and get into a state whereby 
you feel amazing about being yourself. Literally, you get insight after insight, which is yours, which is yours. Why? Because the oil opens the CB1 receptors that float around your brain, which most of the time aren't fired up because you're always worrying about shit. You're always in a rush. You're always busy, 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 busy. So all these receptors are going, well, you don't need me. You don't need me to be creative right now. You're creating your own stress at the minute. This poof opens it all up to experiences where we've witnessed and our own experiences. I just went on one with Harry before. This is why this has come up this evening whereby you come out with knowings that, well, I've reset again. I'm ready to go again. Mm -hmm. You said the word knowing as well. I just want to show you guys how powerful our mind is and how quickly we can change any given moment in our life. If you just quickly close your eyes for me, I just want you to, to become a bit more creative. So close your eyes, and I just want you to think of Think of flowers. Think of a tiger. Think of a little kid laughing, like bundles of joy. Think of someone running through the park. The leaves blowing the lake. Slowly open your eyes. Did any of those images come up for you? So on that instance, wherever you put your attention, when your eyes are closed, that image comes up. So that's the first thing. Our mind creates. Remember, our mind controls the body. What I also just showed you, you can quickly take your attention to any little thing that I just instructed instantly. They're all thoughts. As we keep saying, every one of your experiences in life is through your senses. Your thoughts aren't part of those senses. So yet to add to that experience then, your thoughts, you can control them because you went through every single one of those images, right? So you're in control of your thoughts. We have bad thoughts, we have good thoughts, we have a lot of them going on, but we can choose what we take our attention to. So now let's close your eyes again. I just want to show you the power of what this really does. It's not about just thoughts. We've got to look at things in three. Mind, body, and soul. Your soul is picking these images. Your mind is thinking them. So let's go back to the baby giggling. Laughing the biggest smile on his face, or her face. Bundles of joy. Now pay attention to that big smile. Now focus on the feeling. They're laughing. They're giggling. Notice that feeling. And then slowly open your eyes again. So all of a sudden now, our mind is being present. I'm, I'm the soul. I connect to the mind. The mind now picks the images, and my body now connects to the image. We did that in seconds. We went from that. They're all thoughts. Where do our mind go? We always go to thoughts. Things that we worry about or things in the future that haven't happened. 
there's quite a lot of negativity within there. But with an instant, I can go back to a happy memory. I can go back to a moment that did light me up, a moment with a loved one, a moment that was that capturing time where the sunset comes, or something that stays with you for the rest of your life. It was the feeling, though, that made you remember it. So that was that confirmation. So we can go past and future, but look where my feeling is. My past, I'm thinking about it. My mind's over there. But that feeling of happiness, that bliss, that moment, that sexual moment with someone that you always remember that when you see them, it just lights it up again. It's that feeling that you hold on to. Who created that feeling? You did, you saucy, sexy devil. <laughs> I just want just to crack on with something that, sorry, just answer. Three people. Rachel, I struggle to meditate. Uh, Nixie, I never meditate. And Claire, uh, same I struggle. Right. All three of you have meditated so many times without having that label put on it that you've had to sit there and be still and hum. Any one of you, them three, tell me that whether it be, I'm not going to be stereotypical, going for a walk, going for a jog, going for a swim, cooking, reading, um, gardening, uh, you name it. Something where you, when you do it, you're not even doing it. Time, oh, where's the time going to get? You go into yourself. You might start humming. You do, just anything that you do where you're in that blissful moment and your ego always pops you out of it at some point to tell you, oh, oh where's the time gone? Like, that's important. You've meditated because all meditating is is when you go into yourself and you don't get caught, just like Harry so beautifully put, in the noise, your ego. That is all it is. When you really are in that moment of you-ness, I-ness, I am-ness, whatever it is that you're doing, singing hymns at church, praying, praying to... The amount of people say that, ah, oh, yeah, I, I, I can't meditate. You pray. I pray all the time. <laughs> there you go. Take away the label of what meditation is. And I'm telling you, all three of you that have said I haven't or I struggled, Something you do in your life makes you feel complete. We've all got it. At some point, whatever it is, something you do, just that. When you, if you're thinking that you're struggling to meditate, just sit down. And when you're going to plan that, well, I'm going to go and have a meditation. Plan to just be doing that thing in your head that you love doing so much when you're so-called not meditating. And just sit on that for a minute. And use Harry's technique he just told you. Envision it first. Going for a walk, reading, God, whatever it is. Then remembering what that feeling feels like. All of a sudden, you've chosen what you're thinking about. You're present. You're in your moment. You're meditating. Then you just build on that. That's all it is. You just accept that, okay, is it that simple? Yes, it is. It really, really is. Well, let, let's go back to that continuum where I said you're present, you're past and future. So Rachel, you said, I can't meditate. Where's your mind? Your mind's where it hasn't been before, your past. It's no longer there. So right now, it, it is irrelevant. But you're feeling, I can't meditate. Every time I hear the word meditation, that feeling is like, I can't meditate. I can't meditate. Let's change it. So every, the next time you hear meditation, as soon as you feel that resistance, I can't do it, you have to correct yourself. I can meditate. I am meditating. And just that would be the first bit I'd recommend. 
And James said it, get creative with it. So if you like dancing, we'll give you a song and I'd say, close your eyes, imagine a blank canvas. You're the only person there and you have to just be as expressive in dance as you can. You're imagining watching yourself dance. Then we layer it up. Imagine the energy coming off of you. Imagine the colors, imagine the electricity, change direction. Now imagine eyes looking in at you. Now look at the light shining out of you. You can get creative with it. But you see where I say, I'm really bad at saying that. Get rid of all these words, because again, it comes into the universe. That was the past, it's no longer there. It doesn't define you. So from 2022, you are amazing at meditation because you've now learned how to focus on something you could even close your eyes and think, I'm meditating and I'm really good at it. <laughs> and then <laughs> feel that feeling of being good at meditation. It's a wonderful thing. Like I said, I'm going to keep emphasizing this tonight. Is I honestly guarantee, there's not many guarantees I give, but you, you start getting into that label of your time, whatever it is you want to call it. And you just take your time and you haven't got to set out your ego and say, I ain't got time to meditate. Fuck off. <laughs> yes, you have. Like, we can show you techniques in three minutes where you'll go, oh, my God, I never thought I could. Yeah, why? Because your ego's always going, nah, upstairs. All meditation is, it really, really is, is finding yourself in some moments. Because you, it's not every meditation you're going to drift off into that, oh, Place, no, but everyone counts. The ones who, oh no, that didn't work. Yeah, it did. It definitely did. Because if nothing else, you stayed still for 10 minutes and gave it a go of being present. And then, yeah, your ego got the best and told you it didn't work. But something within that 10 minutes, that five minutes, whatever it was that you did, there was a win because you chose at one point you was present. I'm going to do this now. Why are you meditating if not for yourself? So it's a good thing. So straight away, every meditation is a good meditation. Any can't, that didn't work, blah, blah. <clears throat> yes, it did. That's all your ego. That's all the noise upstairs. All you have to do, and this is where I will bring, back, bring it back to the breath as well. For those that say I struggle, simple exercise. Do this three times, three rounds. So take 30 and count them in your head. Deep guttural breaths. <laughs> And when you exhale, just puff out a touch and count on your exhale. One, in your head. Do that 30 times. Then on the 30th breath, when you breathe out, stop breathing. Just do that three times. I'm not even going to tell you any time limits. Just do that three times till you can't hold your breath anymore. And then you tell me if you can't meditate or if you don't feel, oh, oh my God, that j literally, literally, that alone, if anyone does that now and gives me feedback, you'll be lying if you don't tell me. You feel fully alive. Why? Because types of meditation, again, it's not all, don't think you've got to sit there and just hum on a, on a mountaintop, on a monk, which is what I used to take the piss out of Harry for. When, listen, by the way, 12 weeks, like Harry, Harry convinced me to quit my job in the pandemic. I had a good job. So I'm, yeah, you're a coach, all the rest of it. Oh, I had to have that conversation with my missus. So then for 12 weeks, I told him, no, nah, it's not because I had time off work. Like, so I quit. So I tried every day for 12 weeks. Every day my ego told me, it's not working. It didn't work. What's Harry fucking talking about? Mr. Yoda, always coming at me, meditate, meditate, meditate. Then the penny sunk in. 
it, and it, the, 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 the first time it hit me, which, funny enough, was after a long night helping the production of, of, of the medicine that we've been talking about. And I just went in, went in, I went back in the house, I sat down on my couch, all the gear that I had on, protective gear that I had on, sat down on my couch, and a little voice just went, oh, go on, Jay, go on, just have a meditate. Like, you know, how he's kept on. And I sat there, and literally, this, God's on his truth. I lay, no, in fact, I laid back, full kit, I still had the mask on and everything. I was there, and I was like, fucking Harry, meditation, meditate. And then all of a sudden, I was having that conversation, but observing having that conversation. And it was, and then from that point, I was aware of everything that I was doing, but I was aware in, in my central being, my soul, my spirit was aware of what was going on in my mind. And from that day, it changed everything, absolutely everything. Then that coupled with, a specific type of medicine that for years has been used not only as healing but as inner body general maintenance because of this endocannabinoid system okay you meditate with this stuff and like i said it, every single time you come out going you feel physically better first and foremost you feel it going to work when you start getting in tune with your body but the, the mindset you take away when you leave that meditation, I don't care what problem you had going into it. I give you a guarantee. You'll have five or six solutions coming off the back of that meditation using that oil. Why? Because, again, this is science. The oil combines with your own endocannabinoids, and you've got these things called ananadine, which are our own inbuilt cannabinoids, which go looking to where we can regulate and homologize and bind with the oil, go straight to your brain, CB1 receptors go, right, you think you've got problems? Crack, have that. And all you feel is what reality actually is. Any problem you think you've got, there's a ton of answers that you've got for that problem, but your ego's going, no, I'm stuck, yeah, I'm stuck, this is the problem, no, because why at that point as well, you're only using parts of your brain, which our brains are very, very complex machines. We've got different departments in you. Yeah, you've got different departments in your brain. You've got departments for negativity and stress and ego. And that fluffy other side that we rarely get to touch, that these powers that be don't want us to tune into as well, they never get fired up. But we can do that. And that's your answering, that's your calm, that's your clarity, that's your problem solving. These are parts of the brain that it's not autonomous. You can learn how to do it, assisted with real nature and natural medicine, how to turn that on. And it is a game changer for anything you've got going on in your life, every time. And I'd highly encourage now, like when we first started looking into this, James has been... I'd put him an expert at this now he's been in the field for a long time my my best tutors like they their biology knowledge would go down to the cellular level like you'd pull the big toe and the shoulder starts shaking like that's how they would show you how the body's connected didn't even know about the endocannabinoid system i've spoken to doctors never even heard of it i've heard some people that would give it a little comment but just heard about it on the side 
Go and search it now. There's videos all over the place. There's TED Talks on it now. Yet we still don't know about it. And the thing is, our receptors in our body, they're identical. They, they literally map, just like the fruit that we pull from the universe too. There's elements that look like our internal body. So again, it's a mirror of what the universe is paying to us, to how it does help our body. So food, energy, everything that comes inside us benefits us. But this stuff, it enhances literally every one of the receptors. Imagine you've got little pinpricks all over your body. We can get you to a state where you're literally playing Christmas lights with every single one of those points. We say, go to your pulse, and you'll feel it go ding, ding, ding. Now go to your bicep, ding, ding. Go to the tips of your fingers. We've done this before, actually. Let's just show you your, again, you are the commander. Take, take your hands out like this, guys. And then just close your eyes for me. Close your eyes and just take your attention right to the tips of your fingers and just become as still as you can. Right at the tips of the fingers. Can you feel them tingling? So your inner body is alive every minute of every day. It's doing the most amazing things and we haven't got a clue what goes on. We cut ourselves and straight away there's a command, a signal, mostly before you even cut yourself. Let's send. Let's get all the troops there. Endocannabinoid systems going, la, 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 la. Say, we need to be here. <laughs> but look what just happened then. So our body's doing all these things without us thinking about them. What did I say earlier? Your mind controls the body. So when we've got no thoughts, where's the mind? Oh, it's just here. The body's doing exactly what it needs to be, looking after you. If you're not healthy, whilst we're in this position, your body now goes into recovery mode. Let's get rid of all the shit out of the body. Let's get all the toxicity out that we put in there. Let's, let's try to heal as best as we can. Hence why we sleep when we're not well. We, we, we're healing. So no mind, meditation, flow state, body goes into harmony. When we've got stresses, the body is reacting to those stresses. Again, it's toxicity, negativity that we're putting into the body. So even that thought, I saw a few comments, oh, I can't quiet the mind. Listen to the words you're saying. Quiet the mind. The mind is thoughts. You don't control your thoughts. You can choose what ones you go to, but that's not your experience. If your mind's going too much, it's going crazy, just sit in your body instead. <laughs> focus on your feeling. And frame it. Sorry, go ahead. I was going to say, if you just focus on your heart, for example. So if you close your eyes again now, guys. Focus on your heart. Just feel it beating. Where's your mind? <laughs> it's in your body. So your body, and remember when we went to the fingertips, you can take your attention to where every part is. We've also established that we can control energy. Energy controls matter, influences matter. So if I can feel the energy, because I've taken my attention there, at this point, I'm in control of it too. Let me now give it instructions. Let me send some goodness all the way up my arm. Ooh. This is what we can do. We can light up every part. So you now don't have a clue what's going inside your body. If we then educated ourselves, what actually does happen at the heart? Oh, it goes in, it pumps out. When my eyes are closed, I don't really have to know the details, but I can feel it. I can direct the blood. I can put magic into my blood. I can send golden blood all around my body. Your eyes are closed. It's your creation. It's your feeling. 
So we can establish all that bad stomach. Hang on, let me take my attention there. Bad, bad. And actually, it's being good. It's just getting rid of all the crap. I'm now not labeling things as bad. I'm labeling it as my body's got my back again. And it's doing what it can to look after me. The body then communicates with you. When it is hurting, when it is grumbling, when it is upset, it's telling you, please change. Perfect. I love that, Madara. And yeah, for anyone's egos that have gone, oh, why is this relevant? Why? Because any bad day you're coming, especially the demand of people, oh, come on, I'm stressed because of COVID and at work, I'm seeing everybody with masks. Understandable, right? Every time if you meditated, that would just instantly go. It would instantly go. You realize as soon as you balance back in yourself, your soul, your soul's not got a gauge. Your ego's all your gauging system. Your soul just knows. As soon as you tap into your soul, like after that bad day, by just taking time to meditate, your time, your time, however you want to do it, just take some time, quiet, somewhere quiet, where you're not going to be disturbed. Give yourself 10 minutes. Guaranteed, if you just lay there, and like I said, just even just focus on your breath for 10 minutes, you come out of it feeling every single time soulfully I, i'm not stressed about it anymore why because all of that stress the truth is as well you choose to stress about it. no matter what it is we always no one can make us stress and, oh yeah that, that that's the cause of my stress no the cause of your stress is you choosing to stress that's the truth it is same for me i'm not, I'm not preaching that it's the fucking truth i know every time i stress is because i choose to stress that is it so what i'm saying what we're saying is is look, you can do something where you just shut up for 10 minutes, sit down, lay down, just chill, keep your phone in the other room and just chill out for 10 minutes and see what happens. See what happens because what you'll, what you'll find is, is yourself. Something in there is you <laughs> that goes, all right, you've given me a bit of time where the, and again, if anyone questions, perfect segue. They, they, when Abby went, you don't control your thoughts. You have between seventy to 80,000 thoughts a day. You can go stick it if you think you control. Every one of those seventy to 80,000 thoughts, do me a favor. We don't control our thoughts. We do get to choose. This is the empowering part. You get to choose which thoughts you're actually going to give energy to. You're actually going to put a bit of weight behind. And if that's a negative thought, you chose to do that. You chose every single time. So how about just taking a bit of time back? And two words has come up for me lately because there's, there's people, in fact, a new client come on today from the retreat has, I've not even spoke to you about that. I've got another uh, client off the back of food and membership sites, blah, 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 blah. So uh, brilliant. But anyway, same, same thing. I can't stop drinking. You can't stop drinking. So you're choosing to think that you can't. Before you've even done anything, you've told yourself, I can't stop doing it. <laughs> Hold on a minute. Took off for a meditation. Pretty much silence. Just 10 minutes. Just to silence. And just told her to really think about that thought. I can't stop drinking. And just sit on that. Just gave a bit of native flute Indian music in the background. Sat on that. She came out, <laughs> came straight out of it. Oh my God, I never used to drink. I don't have to drink. It's like, yes, and your people go, yeah, that's bloody obvious. Yeah, that's how fucking obvious it is. That's how powerful it is. But, and that's the beauty of coaching. 
we're not therapists. <laughs> we're not trying to claim to be knowledgeable and judgmental over you and give you answers. You got all the fucking answers yourself, all of them. And that, bringing it back to meditation, is what you give yourself by just putting in a bit of practice every single day. Yeah, every day, 10 minutes. I ain't got enough time in a day. You've got 23 hours and 50 minutes to whatever the fuck you want with your ego. Take 10 minutes, you time, just you. We can send you some, some links for some really good frequencies to help calm your mind and stuff as well. You're never going to uh, quieten your mind. All that, clear your mind. No, 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 no. You can't clear your fucking mind. Quieten your mind. No, you can't do that. What you can do, though, is start listening to it. And then if you're listening to your mind, you're present in it. You're not getting a thought going off over there, a thought going off over there, and you're just running with each one. Meditation gives you that balance. Homeostasis. Look that word up. You can meditate to induce a state where 99% of the 7.9 billion people across the world only achieve it normally if they get five plus hours sleep every night. Sleep is the greatest healer. Yeah, why? Because you go... Excuse me, you go into a state of homeostasis where your body goes, thank fuck, you shut up them 70, 80,000 thoughts and let my endocannabinoid system do what it wants to do. Your endocannabinoid system is your regulatory system. It seeks to achieve homeostasis, perfect body balance. Meditation gives you that same effect. Anytime you use the word can't, that's all you're bringing to your reality now. I can't do that. What that? That feeling's still that now. Does that make sense? It's like we have to be better at saying the word or avoiding the word can't. There's no such thing. I choose not to because I don't want to do it. I don't like that. That's different to I can't do it. Because if you took the time to do it, you would be able to do it. You would learn how to do it. You'd find out people that are doing it well. And if we could layer it, we could add more meaning to it. So even like the chore of meditating, change that word too. It's the same when people don't like exercise and, oh, I've got to go exercise today. Change the word because the word is your label, which is what feeling and thought attached to it. If you're going to say this month, I'm just improving my life. Well, I've got my time now. It's my time. I'm going to enjoy it. Just my 10 minutes. doesn't need them to have the meditation. You're just being. You don't have to change anything when you're being. That is the human being. Focus on that because all our hard work usually is when we're awake. It shouldn't be. Your hard work when your eyes are closed, you create. Your creation is where all the hard work happens because you can create anything in that time. But what does also come along with that creation is the feeling of it. And remember, the experiences you have in your life, your senses, that is your reality. So from the inside, if I've already experienced it, I come out, I'm like, oh my God. As an example, I had a guy becoming a best man, uh, doing a best man speech, nervous as everything. I took him to that arena where he delivered the speech. And he was there, he had the eyes of the audience, he looked through the eyes of the audience, he looked through the eyes of the groom, he felt the room, and he'd come out of it going, I know exactly what to do. He was there. If you've already had that experience, and this is what I love about this, all of a sudden you've experienced what happiness happiness is. You've ex experienced this trouble that you've had for ages, and you've already then focused on what you're going to do, who you're going to call, and when you're going to do it. You've experienced all of that. So if you've done it once, that feeling, it's very easy then to recreate in real life. You know what to do. Then on top of that, you've experienced that goal that you've set out there. 
your next meditation, okay, what do I do next? What's my first step? And things to play around with, guys, you can take this any direction. If you're, if you like writing, let's say a lot of people I've spoken to said they got a book in them. If you literally focused on just one chapter of that book, give it a name, go into the meditation with that thought, not only will you come out with quite good context for it, it'll flow out of you. You'll know exactly what to put in that paragraph. And you could write a book per chapter, per uh, even paragraph, going into experience and getting more detail on it. James, can you share stuff that you've done as well? Because there's so many times where you've gone into it to get your answer and come out and like, ah, there you go. I know, I know what to do now. For myself personally, you mean? For personal experience. Personal experience. Cool. Right. So being a dad. So there was a point where where I started really, I, it started very early on in the journey of becoming a coach was where I started uh, being as well around the time of being coached by Harry was there was a time where the whole being present thing, which let, goes straight in and fits perfectly with meditation, um, really hit me hard because I realized how unpresent I was, how inbuilt, and autonomous being a, a dad, a so-called even good dad. It's not that I wasn't being a good dad. It, it was that I could, I could and should have been a lot better at being this label of a good dad because that's just another label. So I, I, it was quite a difficult time because I realised across the board that my son, Leo, who, uh, bless him, had a difficult start to life with his speech due to some issues he had with his ears for, for years when he was younger. And I got into the habit of finishing his sentences because, which again, really stifled his development. And we're even now still playing catch up. I love you to bits, son. And, and we are having open conversations about it with him. I told my son where I let him down. But I remember, this is a two-way answer for you as well. Because I remember that was when I was really getting into meditation as well. And I was just asking for answers of what I could do to myself. Not, I, wasn't, I wasn't praying. I was praying to myself. There you go. Because I said meditation is praying. Yeah, I was praying. I was asking, rather than asking upstairs, I was asking me in here, what is it that I've got to do to be more present with my son, to, to help him develop? And one of the things that came up, which was, get him to meditate as well, which initially was very, very difficult because Leo is my karma. He's 10 years old. Back then, that was, he was at eight or so, seven even. Anyway, whatever he was, he was even younger and even more ball of energy at that point um, and couldn't, couldn't get him still. But eventually worked out on the, the school run. I had him in the car for 25 to 30 minutes every single day, two ways. And I introduced him, because obviously I could seatbelt him in, he couldn't go anywhere. I introduced him to meditation and breath work what, on the way to and from school. And what came off the back of that, which I recorded, was one day we was, it, we'd done the meditation, because I didn't, I, I didn't pummel him with it. It was like five minutes, ten minutes meditation, which if anyone's interested, I can give you the links. We now do our own one with kids as well, which has been really, really cool. Um, but uh, anyway, one, one of the days that after the meditation, now bear in mind, like I said, for me, this was huge. Someone who realized how much at this point I'd been stifling my son's development of his speech. And, and off the back of this, what he did in the car, realized, oh my God, 
Like I'd, I'd never given him the chance to speak. And just by him meditating and in himself, he, he came out of meditation. He's like, Dad, I, I want to talk about something. I was like, okay, son, what do you want to talk about? So I want to talk about racism and, and history. I was like, okay. He went, yeah, it's, it's, why is it called history and not her story? And I'm thinking, well, this is, this is kind of deep. I've got this on camera as well, so I, I should post this up on my Insta. I think I'm his dad, I'm a lad. <laughs> but um, he started telling me about this stuff, and he just explained it so beautifully about a, a lady. She sat on the bus, and she was being brave, and they didn't want her to sit on that part of the bus. But anyway, she did. And she's famous, and I think she's really, really brave. And why isn't it called her story? So he's talking about Rosa Parks, that famous incident of where she got on the bus. I'm sure we all know the story. And my point is, that for me, when you talk about off the back of meditation, that then signaled, sorry, that then um, initiated every day we started talking about, we, me and my son spoke about money and his take on money, on friendship. And again, that stemmed from me meditating over it, getting him to meditate. And then ever since that has just been, it's something we still do now. Leo's already meditated twice today, something that has, has stayed with him. And that for me is just in itself, I'll always love meditation for allowing that moment to happen where I realized, oh my God, like if I had to just shut up and let him speak, give him some space to talk, look what, look what this kid's got inside of him. And yeah, that was, that was massive. So I know that's quite a long story, but that is really important to me as a dad. And that was thanks to meditation. Me meditating first, like I said, asked what to do. Myself told me, get him to meditate, your plonka. If he's working for you, why wouldn't it work for your son? And lo and behold, it worked massively well. Helped him improve his reading as well, because why? He learned he had time. He didn't have to rush to try and get it out, because dad's not going to cut in and finish it off for I me. Mean, look what I was doing to my boy. By just oh, getting frustrated. Okay. And then explaining. Or even worse, when someone come round. Being aware, egotistically, oh, Leo's, oh, if they ask him a question, I'm going to help him out. Okay, what an idiot. Like, just let the boy go. So, yeah, that, that was massive for me. And I, I thank all of that to meditation. That's a long story. Well, it's, it's powerful. But and this is the thing as well. Like, again, that meditation is a label. Literally every component of your life, you can reenact that with your eyes closed first. If you've got things coming up, you've got a conversation with the boss, you've got uh, a confrontation with the family members, and you know they're going to come at you with every single excuse, you can When I come back from Brazil, I had every sort of question or obstacle that they were going to throw at me. I was going through it all. And I'd have an answer for it. So when we don't know things and we're not intelligent enough, if you close your eyes and just work out what the answer is, <laughs> you'll get the answer. And then not only that, there's nothing else to jump ego apart from yourself. So then you go, that is my answer. Bang on. And something Harry said earlier just dawned on me. He said about every single person, every single one of you, there's 28 people coming on this live. Every single one of you does have a book in you, your book, your story. That's your, no, but that's your award-winning Oscar piece. Everything is your story because you're the only one who's lived it. What's the relevance of that in meditation? 
take some time to go back over your life. Take some time. And there'll be parts that will be, be painful. For me, it was the abuse thing. But still, now I've realized, for me personally, this is my story. All of the, the abuse, the drugs, the prison, the going on the run, the starting businesses abroad, working people with cancer. Like, my, I realized, actually, and that's not a comparison. This is, I'm just sharing my story. That was my chapters, if you like, of my book. I realized, fucking hell, all that time that you felt you wasn't enough, you egotistically was looking elsewhere to be better. You had to just start taking some time to meditate, to James time, me time, my time, to have a look at myself and just remember who I am. Because my story is who I am, 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 am right up to now. Because every one of them was present at that point. So that is part of my amness. And when you go back and you realize just what you've achieved, fuck what you haven't achieved, what have you achieved? You're here now. You're still here now. So what have you achieved? What have you got? Fuck what you haven't got. What have you got? Are you grateful to yourself for the things that you've got for yourself? How about showing yourself some gratitude? How about showing yourself some kindness? Showing yourself some love? Why wouldn't you do that? Why would you not choose 10 minutes every day to do those things? And again, if anyone went, that's cheesy, that's your fucking ego that's talking. Because you'd tell a kid that. What would you tell a kid? A kid comes home, they're being bullied. Very relevant. I experienced this with my son. And when at a young age you're being bullied, you know what it takes away from This is what really broke my heart when my son was being bullied. Was it was taking away in his egotistical little mind, his himness that I am, the, the, the silly things that I do that you laugh at, Dad, which is funny, and Mum laughs at, we're not just laughing at you because you're a son, we love you for that anyway, but no, you're funny. Other people are taking these things away from you, they start chipping away at his character, and he started going away from who he was in himself. And that, what would you tell that kid? Would you not tell that kid, all right, son, all right, little kid, whoever it is, if a kid come and told you that story, I'm, I'm feeling bullied. I'm feeling that every day is happening and I feel really, I really feel sad. What would you tell that kid? You are wonderful. You are love. You are kindness. You are joy. You are everything you're supposed to be. Everything you are supposed to be, you are. Remember that. You would tell that kid that in a heartbeat. Why wouldn't you tell yourself that? Why not? What stops you? I know what it is. I know what it was for me. What it still is for me at times. It's your ego. Meditating to tell yourself, just 10 minutes every day, to tell yourself just how much you do know that you are enough is a really, really beneficial thing to do from a spiritual and from a physical standpoint. There's science to back it up. There really genuinely is. So it is that important. Yeah, your microphone is a bit weird. Uh, oh, keeps, is it? It's chopping. Yeah. Yeah, it's not making that noise now. That's weird. That was my little Christmas headset that someone pointed out the other day. So anyway, I just said a lot of stuff there. Anyway, dip, 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 dip. <laughs> we got most of it. Definitely got most of it. And, and like James said, like, these things are instant as well. I want you to really highlight and think about all the things that you're working for in life and all the things that you want out of life. And if it was your best life, what is that? Rather than what, what you're chasing, 
what is the feeling of it? So I want that. What is it? Is that happiness? I want love. What is that? Is that focus on the internal? So if, if you don't mind sharing, what do you guys want out of life? Not the external world, because they're the things that make us feel, make us have love and make, what are the feelings? Because this was the biggest game changer to me. As we showed earlier, you close your eyes, I say an animal, I say a leaf or I say anything, and every time you thought of it, right? The second time we thought of the thing and then we felt it. So Jamie just said health and happiness. So when, when you now say health and happiness, love, joy and health, these are the answers that literally contentment, Again, all soulful answers. There's no resistance there. Your soul is truth. That's exactly what we're set out to do. And in fact, that's what we're born. That's who we are. The ego makes all the other things come into play that's not who we are. Health and happiness. So we can all, we're on the same page here, right? Some people would add wealth in there. Wealth, happiness, health. It's common, common free. Then you've got freedom, truth, and, and everything else customized in between. Okay, so let's look, at, let's look at love, joy, health. First of all, what makes you love, joy, and health, those feelings? Try to think about that first. So the thought comes first, but we know the feeling because you've already highlighted it. So now tap into that feeling. Think of the happiness. Where is that now? Oh, that's there. The love. Oh, that's my heart. Like, think of that. Now, every time we reverse it, let's get that feeling first. Go and think of that feeling first. Now, enhance that feeling across your body. Now, open your eyes. I am love. And whatever you're throwing at me, I'm meeting you with love. I've already triggered that in an instant. We can change our whole lives if we start with our feelings first. And Wayne Dyer, this is quite funny because I used to do little slide shows on my Instagram. It'd be the nine pages. And one of them I did at, at Wayne Dyer, where he said he was inside his house. There was a power cut and he couldn't find his keys. And he was looking all on the floor for ages in the house and he literally couldn't find it. It was so dark. And he looked outside and there was a lamppost outside and he thought, I'll go look out for my keys out here. So he's at the front and he's looking around his hands and knees, trying to find his keys. His neighbor goes, what are you doing? He said, I'm looking for my keys. And he's like, well, uh, where did you lose them? He said, I lost them inside. And he's like, well, why are you out here then? The answers are always inside. And I remember posting this and I was like, yeah, I thought I got it at the time. And I'm like, yeah, all the answers are inside. And one of my mates who hates all this shit, he's unhealthy and fuck that, fuck this. He went, oh, why would he be outside? Why would he be looking for his keys outside when he lost him inside? Now it makes sense. All my answers are inside. Where are we searching? I'm searching for happiness outside. I'm looking at that YouTube video to tell me good's coming on the outside. The answers are on the inside. So start with those feelings first, and then the movie pans out. That's the best way that I can explain it. The feeling, that is meditation. It's a feeling, it's an experience. The thoughts just get ready for you to tap into the feelings when we expand on that thinking process. I just want to answer Nixie, and I, I, I mean this genuinely. And this is, this is for that question we all come across at some point. And this is a fact. And I say this, Donna, shout out to you because I know you like this. 
This is how you know that you're enough, is by you keep it with childlike logic. You are the only you that ever was, is, or will be. Now let that sink in, because out of there's currently about 7.9 billion people on this planet, however many have gone before, and however many have gone, is going to come after, Nixie 70, you, you're the only you. So again, and that's a fact, okay, let's stick with that childlike logic. So what's the other absolute knowing about that? The only person that can be the best version of you is you. And again, that's a knowing, which it means immediately, as of right now, right now, you are enough because you know that about yourself. And that is a fact with every single person on this plane that we live on. We all share that. And if, if imagine if everybody just knew, hold on, my goodness, I am supposed to be here. I'm the only me that ever is or was or will be. Oh my God, I'm fucking, oh, I'm pretty unique. I'm pretty special. I can only be the best me. Only me. You mean I ain't got to look elsewhere to not feel enough of what? I feel enough of what? Feeling yourself is enough. That's it. That's where it all stops. What would the world be like if everyone woke up, dumped from the head, you forgot any class, woe, any differences of any sort? You just woke up and you just saw everyone else. And you looked in the mirror and you saw yourself. You just look around and think, God, everyone's amazing. Everyone's beautiful. If you take all the labels away, everyone is just enough. And I'm part of that as well. That's how you know. It's not a belief. It's a knowing. You are unique. You're the only you. So you have to be enough because no one else can be enough of you. Only you. You can confirm that to yourself as well. So if, if it's like, who am I? Again, when you close your eyes, your answers will come. It's a feeling first of all. And within that feeling will be happiness and joy. And like we showed earlier, if your feeling goes to these horrible thoughts and you feel that resistance, guess what? You can think of something else and quite quickly, your attention goes there. That's the key part is the awareness to when we're not in a good place, we feel the resistance, we feel that anxiety, we feel that frustration, we feel that need to, to say something to those people. If we're aware of it, we can feel those urges. That's resistance, that's not going with the flow. So as soon as that resistance comes and I'm aware of it, now I ask myself, well, why did I react so much with that uh, comment there? And when you start doing that, it's a learning process. I always say, give yourself a Google review after moment when you've reacted when that uh, car bibbed at you and you turned around and turned into this werewolf ah! <laughs> without even thinking about it that's unconscious self how did i make that situation out of 10 two out of 10 okay well how would i make it a three next time okay i'll do that and you can let go of your past because you've already reflected back if we live our life keep reflecting on on our experiences and then actually ask yourself the honest question, how would my best self show up? How would I do that differently? What teachings can I take from it? And it's a back and forward process. It's not linear. It doesn't get just easy and you get it. There'll be certain things that pull you back into it. Me and James will have moments. I know when there's something up with him and it's the same with me. We don't talk. There'll be a day where we just go completely silent. Nothing to do with us. It's just, I know our head is elsewhere. 
and taking 10 minutes out to have a conversation, I've got no time. The ego comes in again. So it is, it's a constant battle, but I'm so much more aware. My, my biggest thing now is my energy. If it feels uncomfortable, if there's a resistance there, I don't want to be in that position, I don't need to. So I can say no now, buy it off. Someone comes at me enough like criticism and stuff, I block them. Doesn't, I had someone actually phone me up, you can't block me, block again, delete. <laughs> you like, I haven't spoke to you for about six or seven years like, uh, I, yeah. <laughs> we 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 give our power away so often to the negativity why because we're good people and we can't understand how they can't see it so we react to that but the amount of social media influencer pages I used to follow because of my work or I say because of my work they used to get wound up with their posts and they just get annoyed they'd be shaka bars who used to Every now and then they put good stuff and there'll be a racist one. I'm like, I want to say something. Just stop following them and you completely forget how much those, those things used to ruin your day. They trigger you. And we've all got that. That's the interesting thing about owning the group is that other people come onto it with this aggression. But I'm at a state now where I ask questions and if it gets too much, gone. Bye. See you later. What are you going to do? Like it's not affecting my life anymore. And this is the bit being okay with your truth. If you're doing things from a place of love and there's no spite, there's no aggressiveness and you're not hurting anyone else, you have the right to say no. That's a soulful choice. And to, to add to that, you also, with all of them things he's just said, you also have the right to get it wrong. There's nothing wrong with getting it wrong. You haven't then got to stick up for your getting it wrongness. No, that's just part of you. That's part of us is I always say to my, any of my clients is your biggest teachings are in your mistakes that learn from your mistakes and it's obvious yeah but are you are you really putting your mind into because it's a lot easier with mistakes to the ego to somehow I dealt with it in a way I learned from it but never really look at the source of the problem what was the foundation what has, tr what has triggered that because if you've not even it doesn't mean you have to get stuck on it it means you become aware of it. And then that's your lesson. I'm aware of it. I'm soulfully aware of it. Okay, I know what I did wrong there. And I am sorry. But I didn't do it out of spite. I didn't do it out of aggression or anything else. And Sammy, shout out to Madari, you lovely, lovely lady. You just said up there as well. Self-affirmations, positive affirmations. Again, people will... <clears throat> I've had these mates with some of my... Uh, sorry, these conversations with some of, some of my East London friends. And it is brilliant. The, and it would trigger me before, but much like Harry, thankfully, I've got to a stage now where it's accepting whatever they're going to come back at is, you know, you've got the answer for it. You're not being cocky because you are. You're coming at it with love and kindness and everything else. But the positive affirmations for those, oh, I ain't got time for that. Oh, I don't do that. Think about all the stuff you think about yourself. What harm does it, <laughs> will it do for you to take some time to go? I am beautiful. Look at yourself in the mirror. I am beautiful. I am kind. I'm happy with being me. I've always been me. I will always be me. And I am genuinely happy being me. When do you tell yourself that? Versus how often do you beat yourself up from an egotistical standpoint? Because apparently you're not good enough just being you. Fuck that. You genuinely are. You every single time, every second of every day, 
You being you is always enough of you being you. Human being. Being human. That's all we need to do. Because being human is, you're the creation, you're the human. Be you. That's the clues in the name. Human being. Be human. In everything you do. And you will, and it is, it's simple. Like Harry always says it. What would love do? And again, people go, that's cheesy, fuck, that's your ego as well. But that, imagine everybody lived by that. You're going to react and you go, but what would love do? <laughs> and then the other person, that they, but what would love do? Like, yeah, and you go, hey, you're cheesing, and you're ego. Yeah, but what, what a difference that would make. Because what love would do would be beautiful. It would be peaceful. It would be calm. It would be fair really fair across the board because that's what love is love's truth and your love for yourself is your truth and you can find that truth if you're saying i'm struggling at the moment take 10 minutes out of your day to fucking meditate give us a shout join our membership for fuck's sake if you're struggling because i'm telling you join for a month and then cancel it yeah. but i'm telling you do it for 30 days <coughs> excuse me the daily experiences You'll come off the back and go, fucking hell, why have I not taken more time for me? I was never too busy. I was choosing to, to be too busy, egotistically on purpose, so that I couldn't go in and find me again. Because as soon as you find you, you find your happiness. Because you do make you happy. You might have forgotten that, but you make you happy. Go back to when you was a child. For those that have suffered as children, I know that, again, I've always got to be careful with that. Just go back to any point where you have been happy in being you, because that's what meditation is. That's the, that's, that's the label of what it's called. It's remembering that I've actually got everything in here that is solely for me, all of it, the physical, spiritual, all of it has been put in you for you. And, and, and my teachings always come back to a choice. So if we always talk about soul and ego, and then what would love do? Let's bring love to a choice. The opposite of love is fear. So if we look at our actions and our engagement with other people, are we meeting them from a place of fear? What's fear? Anger, retaliation, frustration. That is, that is all labels of fear. What's love? Happiness, peace, joy, freedom is effortless. So if you just ask that question, what would my soul do right now? If soul is truth and ego is everything else, ego is resistance, then on from a love and fear basis, the resistance is that anger, that is energy consuming, it is frustration. I'm listening every time I'm going down now, my parents, they... They've been with each other for years, but they moan at each other about the most stupid things that they have results on me. All I'm looking at is this energy that they're wasting all the time. That's a fear state. Love doesn't need to love. Again, it's a choice. You don't use your energy, which means you keep that love inside you of whatever is thrown at you from the outside. And then whenever you start going outside now, you start appreciating life because it's quite amazing when you actually take the time to look at it all. 
Sorry, mate. I had a little family matter I had to address. <laughs> You're right. But guys, yeah, oh, I'm just going to ask people that have had the experiences, would any of you be able to share an insight that come or a knowing or, or an action that you, you decided to take after going into one of the experiences? Because it's, it's to try to show the, uh, the amount of things, how it can influence our life when we just take that time for ourselves. And imagine... Anyone, you want any changes in your life, you come up to me and I said, all you have to do is <laughs> and then that thing that you've asked for will come true. I can't tell you exactly when, but if you kept that it, it will come true, 1,000%. If you think it and feel it, it'll turn into your knowing. Let me give you the logic behind the 10 minutes as well. If anyone will go, ah, 10 minutes, okay. Whatever the problems that you're telling yourself, that you're stuck in, you're choosing first and foremost to be stuck. But whatever it is, however big it is and however long you've been thinking about it, here's a fact that you, you only your ego will fight this, it's a fact. The answer to that, all of that, is an instant. The answer doesn't drag on, the answer is the answer and that's it, instant. So in 10 minutes of taking time for yourself with that problem, all the other hours that you're battling that problem, you're battling it from an egotistical place and I can't get out of it and I'm stuck because of this, the kids or whatever it is, right? In 10 minutes, you're just focusing, just focusing on not that, just for 10 minutes. You're not focusing on all that noise. You're focusing on a solution. And you will always know the solution. And it's instant. You might not need 10 minutes. You might need 10 seconds. You might sit around with going to meditation, phone never. Fucking hell, I know I should have done that. <laughs> it's there. It's there. And that rubbishes all of the hours and months and years you spend stressing over stuff that you're choosing to stress over. And you, I can't find the answer. You've not looked. You've not looked, you didn't ask yourself the answer to it. All you told is, I can't find. There you go again with your words. Etymology. Look at what you say. Listen to what you say. That's why you're not finding it. You're telling yourself, I can't do it. I can't, I can't, I can't. You've not looked. That's the truth. Your answer for whatever it is, whatever it is, is always in you. Because who else could answer it for you if you really think about it? Who else could answer it for you? It's then not your answer. It's not yours. You've just added to this whole fictitious shit now with, oh, I can't do it, and someone else can give me the answer to something. I can't. Come on. Come on. Take some time and have a bit of confidence in yourself. You ain't got to be book smart. You ain't got to be... And when I say that, that's the label of people, oh, I'm not clever enough to do that. Yes, you are, because you're the only one that's lived the problem that you're telling yourself you've got. So that means, okay, if I'm living that, I can unlive that. Wayne Dyer references, we've brought up the great man tonight. If you want things to change, and I'm going to elaborate on that, change, any, I'm talking anything, anything in your life, if you want it to change, you change the way you look at things. It's powerful and a profound statement. You can, you can look at the weather, for example. We have no controls of the weather. How many people wake up and fuck's sake, it's raining again, Great Britain, shit, and it's so moody here, I just want to go on holiday. 
look at the resistance with all of that. Imagine changing the way that you, you looked at the weather and you changed the perspective. Okay, it is raining out there. God is doing it, it's sprinkling the flowers today. <laughs> you can turn it into whatever you want. But if you're letting the weather that you have no control of impact your mood, how likely is it that you're going to get impacted by other people that say something directly to you and you've taken that on as truth and then you hear something on the news if the weather's controlling your emotions? This is the beauty of going inside yourself as well. You realise what you can control. You can control the thoughts that you choose to hang on to. You can choose the thoughts that then turn into those feelings. You can then go and go straight to those feelings. And then James said as well, we don't ask or we don't listen. Meditation, I feel like, if you set an intention, that's me praying, I'm asking for an answer. But that ask up there is in here. And my answer will go, boop. So when people say we are our own gods, if you ask and give yourself the, uh, the space, the silence, think about it. Think about this. Language. It's a, word, it's a way of communicating. It's a noise that we just project. But my words I use are not always interpreted the right way by the other person. If I text a text message, that other person would say I'm really moody, but I've just given quite a quick abbreviated message. So words we don't... Words get misrepresented. A lot of people say they don't understand what I was trying to say or I couldn't get it out in words. Yeah, because that's only one way of communicating. God doesn't communicate just with words. God is more of a feeling. God is that internal, that gut feeling. So even the word God has a bearded man in the sky. Nah, you're God. If you create this space and listen to it, listen to the noises and the feelings and the insights and knowings that pop out out of you but you have to know that it will come and create the space for it to come yeah 100 percent. so I, I paused the video accidentally i just wanted to respond to, to jamie thank you for talking truths it's what i needed to hear this is the thing is that everything that me and harry have said it's not clever words we're using at all. In fact, if you look at the crux of this conversation, it, a kid would say, well, yeah, I know that. And this is the point. And this is, again, the relevance of meditation. It's taking time to remember you don't need to be as clever as your ego tells you you need to be. No, you don't. No, you definitely don't. You just need to be you. And it's relevant right now with the COVID example I give. There's loads of people in the groups, not just our groups, many groups. I hate going to work at the minute. Like, all you get, you turn up and there's all people sitting there with masks and they're looking. Like, you, and then you're coming home and you're stressed. Like, it's, it's really blanketed both sides of the fence, COVID, because those cognitively dissonance that are jabbing themselves with stuff that they don't even know what it is, they're suffering too, okay? And then us that on this side of the fence, that again are choosing to get angry about it, because we do, and then we can say, yeah, but it's in my face every day. Yeah, well, you're choosing to put it in your face every day. We can always, always strip it back to our choice, and that's empowering as well, because your ego will play with it, and people argue with me on that. Okay, fair enough, but your ego's arguing with me right now, because you do choose to put yourself in any of these situations. But back to my point, so you're coming home, you're feeling stressed. If you're not meditating, taking you time, then you've only got to blame yourself 
for how you're feeling because it's you that's choosing to feel that way and then it's you that's making a conscious decision now knowing that there's something I can do to, just to detach from that, to not take up that mantle. And like Harry said, both of us have been guilty of this, not as much as it used to be where, and then we'll talk. Listen, talking to a friend, how many of you have got that friend that you can just sit and chat with laugh like kids over silly shit as well but meaningful stuff in there as well you have that that is one of the most beautiful forms of meditation where you share your unus with someone else who in that moment is sharing their own amnes because at the end of the day here comes another cheesy bit we're all part of this eternal truthful beautiful energy it's not color it's nothing to do color race gender no 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 we're all part of this energy system together and we've all got our own energy input into it. So you can share with that friend, with a group of friends, them times where you're just in that conversation and you, will, you can feel the energy and you're just looking around, you're laughing at a friend, what they've just said and, and then your mind triggers back to how long you've known that person, how much you love that person, how many of you blokes, especially you telling your mates, love you, you know that, I'm so glad I've got you in my life, because these moments, these moments, that's meditating as well, meditating is not one form, it's not one shoe size fits all, it's a massive spectrum of you, that's what it is, it's as broad as you take it, and there's no labels you need to stick on it, other than, I'm just going to be me in this time, that's the one label I'd say stick on it, I'm just going to be me in however long I take this time out for myself. I'm going to challenge people, whatever problems you've got coming up, or actually not even problems, what things have you got to get excited about this year? Pick one of them, and then set the intention. Let's take myself there at my best self. And then with the meditation, you literally go and act it all out. Like, but don't need to do anything, just be with that intention. And you'll see that it will take you to a place. It will take you to a location. It will take you to an action that you're doing. Always works every single time if you set that intention. But that intention with every single day, all the different things that we do. When we're reading, set an intention of what you'd like to do. Or how is it going to impact what you're going to do by reading it. When you're going shopping, my intention, I'm going to get this done within 30 minutes. I want to get back out again. So I'm going to get no distractions. I'm going to go and do the things I need to. Intentions literally change everything. It, it literally uh, keeps you aware on the task at hand. And I think it's a nice exercise to do, especially in January, New Year's resolution stuff. Start the day with an intention. And just by doing that, you're succeeding just by setting it and that is literally just that's the first step because it's an action because you've triggered a thought i'm gonna i'm gonna get up tomorrow and i'm gonna write an intention even if it's on your phone whatever and then you get up tomorrow morning and you write your intention you've already achieved one of your intentions you manifested it because you chose for it to happen and oh that's so simple yes it fucking is this is the beauty of this stuff is it's not life-changing. Right, saying to you, you not need to meditate, is that, is that telling you you've got to change your life? No, not in any way. But can meditating change your life? Yes, 
in every single way. So doing it doesn't change anything in regards to I'm going to meditate. So in planning to do it doesn't take anything whatsoever. Okay, it doesn't change your day by saying, well, I'm going to meditate. Okay, then you do it. You do meditate. And like I, it's changed my life. It's as a, as a dad, I'm a better dad, better husband, better friend, better human being, better version of me. Why? Because it's like anything else in life that you train that and you do it repetitively. You get better at it the more you do it, which means all of the benefits that are irrefutable that comes from it, being more aware of yourself, being more present in yourself, being more loving, being more kind, just gets bigger and bigger and bigger and bigger. And other people feel the change in you. They feel your calmness. They feel the difference in you. And they want some of it. They want some of it. Why? Because it's goodness. It's just genuine goodness with no agenda. Because that's what you are. You are genuine goodness with no agenda. You're just here. And you want to be here. And you want to be you. And that's enough. I just want to be happy. It's not too much to ask, is it? But unless you're taking time to even ask yourself those questions, what is it that makes you happy, Jay? Remember, come when you're stressed today, what way is it that makes you happy? Unless you're taking time to ask yourself those questions, because you don't need a therapist, okay? And that's not what coaching is. This is why I love what we do. We're mirror holders. <laughs> we hold up mirrors knowing that you are amazing and you're going to work out. And then you get that ping light bulb moment and we go, we had that moment too. And then you share in that goodness, that lovely energy in, oh my God, I am all right as I am. I'm, fuck me, why have I been comparing myself to stuff that means nothing? And you can achieve that like I said, by just taking 10 minutes out of your day or join our membership site. That's another thing. <laughs> mm -hmm. and, and then also just on, on that as well, like if you think of all the things that stop us in life and all the things that we worry about being judged, who's doing that judging? It's normally the people closest to us. It's the Facebook. It's the, the social circles that we put ourselves into that have created our identity before. And a lot of us are going through this shift where the resistance, being met up from the same people that we've we've kind of met with all the years but now think about it do these people actually let you and listen to exactly what you're saying from your point of view from the things you've looked into or are they dismissing it or stopping you speaking as you're talking about flat earth they won't even let you finish it or even have a conversation that's why it's really difficult sometimes because you're actually not being heard. You're not able to speak your truth because straight away it's met with resistance, judgment and everything else. So I'm encouraging people when you're ever, even having discussions or why are you doing that? Oh, because it's good. Or, rather than tell that, focus on how you feel. Well, I feel amazing every single time. It's changed my life. It serves me for the best. How can they argue with that? Oh, meditation. Yeah, it's changed my life and I feel amazing every day from doing it. It's the best thing about my day. How can they take that away from me? It's my feeling. It's my experience. And a lot of people don't express their feelings enough because they worry about what other people think. But if we express our feelings more, especially when there is a disagreement and stuff, you'll see the whole conversation changes. To speak your truth, but do it confidently. And again, not engaging in their reaction to it. Well, what you said upset me. Well, deep down, I'm not even apologizing for that because deep down I said that from a place of love. So maybe you needed to hear it that way. But I'm not apologizing for it because I did it from a good place. 
I'm watching their reaction, and if they do get like that, why are you reacting like that for? <laughs> I call them out their reaction. And quite quickly, when people realise that they can't even control their anger when they're talking to their best friend, you've got a problem. <laughs> because you can't control your anger over a conversation. Bang on. Oh, great one, Terry. Hi, Terry, by the way. Yeah, journaling is helpful. That's something I, I learned when I was becoming a coach about journaling. And it, again, it doesn't mean... You used to do four or five pages in the morning, didn't you? Yeah, 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 really, really banged it out. I don't do it so much now, but I, when, whenever I feel to, I'll go to. And, and now I don't judge myself and oh, I ain't done it in months. Doing it now. <laughs> and that, again, it, this is the thing. When something you said there really sunk, uh, sunk in me when you said about when it's, your, when it's my experience, like no one can argue with that. Again, for the person who said, well, Nixie wasn't it, about asking, you know, about not feeling enough. Any time you have felt enough, okay, it's been one time. It's been your time of feeling it. No one can ever take that away from you. There's no gauging. When it's your experience, your feeling, that's yours. You own it once. It means you've owned it for, for, the, for the rest of your life. You've felt it. It's been part of your experience feeling enough in yourself. You just need to remember that. That's your experience because that's what life is. Life is just, and yes, yeah, state the obvious again, it's experiences, but experiences are happening. They're happening. Why are you focusing, that's anyone, on stuff that isn't fucking happening? Your experience is the one thing you've got. And guess what? Your experience, you get to choose. You get to choose every single time, every second of every day. What happens next in your experience is your choice. Every time. Oh, no, it's not. Yes, it is. Your ego... Give me one, one time, and again, I'll be really interested, where, where, where you've done something wrong and you couldn't have chose to do the opposite of what you've done. Anyone give me one example. Oh, no, I couldn't have done it. Well, tell me one thing you've done wrong where you could have done it right. Tell me, oh, sorry, where you, you didn't have another option. You couldn't have done it the right way. You can't. You can't because that's not how life works. That's not how experience works. With experience, we live it and then we just choose to either go left or we choose to go right. That's it. Nobody, I, oh, and people say things like, oh, he's had his head turned. You hear that in football, oh, he's had his head turned. No, he's not had his fucking head turned. He chose to change the way he was looking. It's simple. And, and yeah, people go, oh, it ain't that simple. That's your ego again. Yes, it is. It is always that simple. You choose what you look at. In every aspect of your life, you choose not only what you look at, you then choose the way that you look at it. They're your choices every time. No one gets to take them away from you. They're in heaven. It doesn't come with a class system or it's just your choice. Why? Because it's only your experience. No one can own your experience only you. So it's taking that time, again, in meditation. Because if you're, if you're hearing this stuff and you're going, oh, I don't feel that way about myself. When do you take time to make yourself feel that way about yourself? Because if you answer, well, I don't, well, then there's your fucking problem. You're not even bothering to take time for the thing that's making you feel down about yourself. You won't even address it. 
meditation, 10 minutes a day, join our membership site. It is literally, because the thing is, there's people on here, and I, I won't ask you to, to name who you are, but we've seen the change in you. There's two people, I don't know if there's more on here now, but we've seen, we've seen the change in you. Even, huge changes as well. Huge, even instant when the camera comes on, the faces now, like it's just, wow, okay, yeah, you're, you're on it now. What was, huh? the, what was the comment this morning on the, the call that we did? They all wanted to stay in it. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, they, oh, yeah, we finished too soon. And that's like before coming on this live. I'm not exaggerating. What, what triggered this night, tonight's conversation is Harry. <laughs> Harry always drops me the best WhatsApps. Jay, I've got to take for something. I've tapped into something. It's going to change your life. I'm like, yeah? <laughs> You've got something else up your sleeve, have you? So I put me in. What are we doing? Like, Jay, this one you're going to interact with. I went on that meditation with him tonight, like, and I, I can't even do... I do one of the insights that came from that meditation tonight. So have you sent me a playlist, as he always does. And this, was, this had very tribal chanting, like really raw chanting. And I said to Harry at the end of it, I said, there's one thing that came out, because I went, I got, like I said, this, this wouldn't have been happening tonight if I was so close to switching him off because I was in such a good place, and I thought he'd said, come out. I was thinking, no, I ain't coming out. I ain't fucking coming out. And then I was like, oh, let's talk out. <laughs> but one of the things that really came up for me in tonight was this, it, it, so it was a playlist of, oh, what was it, four or five tunes? Yeah? Five. So every, five, yeah? So every tune was, was very, what your stereotypically would go to, like tribes with spears dancing with, with shields and doing something. <laughs> right. That's what you'd go to if you could. Why? Because that's what I went to. And I don't think anyone did that. You'll go that, to that place. But I went to that place. And when I came out, because I completely detached, completely detached. When I came out, I said to Harry, I said, you know what? One of the insights was no matter how much of the frequency work that um, either of us do uh, with other types of frequency music, nothing makes you detach by attaching than when you hear people not singing that's been done digitally and reharmonized and just people's guttural noises rhythmic groups of people men and women sharing these chanting type melodies that i said to us you know i realized that is it's the frequency it's, the, it's hearing human beings in a state of happiness, in a state of joy, in a state of positivity. It literally feeds your frequency in your brain and it's very difficult not to really feel those human beings. You're never, I'm never gonna meet them. Never gonna meet them, more than likely, never gonna meet these people. But did I feel totally, I felt like Jay was in his, I was, I was, I was doing my shamanic dances with him. I was like, I was gone, absolutely gone. And again, Meditation. These are the things. I'm not exaggerating. You come out buzzing, like better than any drug you've ever done. Any drug you've ever done. Once you get into your meditation, it is a natural self-induced high, which stems from you. All about you. And, and, the, and the beauty of it, again, where your eyes are closed, the imagination kicks in. But James takes you through an out-of-body experience. And we talk about inner-body experience, but you're not even... Uh, you're in the body. So when you go into it, where are you? 
if I cut your body um, open, your brain open, you're not in there. <laughs> so when we have an out of body or in a body experience, you, the observer, are not there. It's like in the radio, you hear that frequency playing, you cut the radio open, but there's no singer inside it. So where are you and who are you? You become the observer of it, and it's really interesting. And another one, the word me. If you close your eyes, imagine zooming out your body and looking back at your body. Who are you looking at? I'm looking at me. Well, who's doing the looking then? Because <laughs> it's, it's not me, it's I. So all of a sudden, it's like this big brain fuck. So all these spiritual teachings, and James does amazing one on, on the world we live in. When you're in that space, there's no ego. <laughs> so we make a suggestion and you're like, fucking hell, I don't even, yeah, we're not spinning, not at all. Like you come to your troops <laughs> like that because your answer just pops up through your experience. Which is yours, like I keep saying. And this is for anyone who thinks that they can't do this or they can't do that. Look at all that you have done and you can do. And if you just lived your life on what, what can I do? Oh, I can do this. If that's your foundation, not worrying about what you can't do. And because remember, again, what you can't do means it's something you're not doing. It's nothing to do with you. It's fictitious because it's only your mind saying, I can't do that. You're not doing it. What are you doing? How about putting all your energy into what you can do? Okay, and this again, this is where you ain't got to go college, you ain't got to go university, you ain't got to go study. How about you just put all of your energies into being the best version of you? Knowing on top of that, I ain't even got to study. All I've got to do is take some time <clears throat> to remember my story. What made me me? If anyone says, oh, my life's been boring. How can it be when you're the only one that's ever lived it? ever lived it anything you have done oh someone's done the same no you have done how is that not exciting considering there's so many billions of people and only you have lived every second every minute every hour every day every month every year of being you how can that be boring how it's impossible it's illogical furthermore Go back to your childlike logic. A kid, you think a kid would say, I'm boring. A kid would just do it. A kid might say, I'm bored. <laughs> but they'd never say, I'm boring. No, they wouldn't. Why? Because they know I'm just here. Everything's going on. They, I cannot be boring because I'm part of everything that's going on. Yes, little old you that you tell yourself. What, me? Yes, fucking you as well. You as well. You're unique. You're only you. No one else can be you. Why would that not be enough for you? And imagine not just starting your day, 10 minutes, telling yourself that every day, I've always been me. I'm happy being me. I will always be me. I'm happy being me. Just tell yourself that to start your day off. Why would you not? Why would you not? Who can take that away from you? Yeah. Who can take away that from you? The fact that you are happy being you. And then, and even that, like, layer it onto your kids when they call your kid weird. Anytime a kid calls you weird, layer them up. Okay, weird means unique. Yeah, I like being unique. That's the answer back. You're so weird. Yeah, I like being unique. I'm the only one of me. You get them reinforcing that every time. You're literally deflecting all this negativity 
and being okay, I am the only one. <laughs> Throw in some more things as well. And that is the bit that we can step into our power, knowing that if I show up as myself, I'm the only one of me, which means I'm being me, then I'm being okay with being me, and that means I can be more of me, living every single day being me. <laughs> and then you realise that then you go, you've played your part. Oh, I ain't got a part to play. You're here. <laughs> That's your part. Why? Because no one else here is you. So no one else is playing your part. No one else is playing your role. So now you've got the spotlight. How are you going to shine? Because you get to choose your glow. You get to choose where. If you choose your glow that way and you're not feeling the glow back, you just glow this way and keep glowing and keep glowing because that's your time to shine. And it always is your time. And again, who can take that away from you? That's a knowing. No one. Nobody. Your ego can deny it, which is why your ego is such a bastard, however, very handy to have. Because without that, without knowing <clears throat> that it's your mind that's telling you you're not good enough, how would your soul know that you are? So your ego is there for a reason. It doesn't go away. We talk about every, every in fact, we're probably talking about even more now. Why? Because we're experiencing it more and more and more all over the world now. Ego, think about it. Ego is what runs this, the, the wickedness, the evilness. There's no soul there. There's nothing to do with soul. So it can only be one other thing. It can only be ego. The soul suffers when it's there because it's not being heard. It's not doing what it wants to. And then you get that little reminder after, I told you, we shouldn't have done that. Like that's that partnership, listening to your soul. And again, meditation. That's where, if you, I, I, I can't emphasize enough. If you feel, <clears throat> if you struggle with lack of self-worth, if you feel anxious, if you feel depressed, if you feel that you're stuck in a job, in a, in a relationship, you're struggling as a parent, if you've got any of these feelings of uncertainty, that's what it boils down to, is if you're feeling uncertain about anything, again, that's your ego, take time, 10 minutes, 10 minutes out of your day, just to go in with it, set the intention, whatever it is that I'm uncertain about, I intend to concentrate on whatever the opposite is of that. You give me something that you're uncertain about. What's, what's the opposite? It's what you're certain about. And there is an opposite. You'll know the opposite because you know what you're uncertain about. So you have to then know what you are certain about. And I hope that kicks it because it is, again, this isn't a theory. It's, it is and is. If you know something is one way, then you can know it's the other way. It's how you choose. How you choose. You're never stuck. You choose to stick, which means you can choose to unstick yourself, including the way you think, including whatever that problem is. Right, over here, there's an antithesis, because there always is in life. There's a positive and there's a negative. There's a yin and there's a yang. There's a yes and there's a no. There's a left and there's a right. It goes on and on and on. It's part of our being. Your left and your right, your yin and your yang is your ego and your soul. If anything you're uncertain about, that's because it's your ego that's playing a part. Do you think your soul is ever uncertain about anything? How can your soul ever 
be uncertain about anything. It can't. It can't because it comes from one place. Love, kindness, justice and everything else that will always diminish this shit over here. Because that's your soul. Your soul is servant in being a soul. Your ego don't know what the fuck it is. Your ego plays God knows how many roles throughout the day. However many conversations you have. However many difference of opinions you have because you're around that person. One and say this. And then I'm around that person. Oh, they're a little bit more aggressive. A little bit more ego knowledgeable than me. I'll, I'll, I'll go that side of the defense. <clears throat> you stand, somehow you said earlier. You stand on your truth. Your truth is your truth doesn't matter and this is another empowering thing if it resonates and you start implementing this no matter how your ego tells you your truth is going to affect somebody else or why you need to cater for their feelings or why you need to cater for their opinions you just go with your truth i'm telling you as enough guarantee this as soon as you do you will feel amazing and do you know why you get this little thing go off in your brain it goes poof and you've got this serotonin release which is your happy chemical where just by standing on your truth and being brave and going for it you get rewarded because your soul knows you can't lie to your soul you say oh there you're using me oh there have a bit of that because every time you use me this is what happens you get goodness back why because i am your source of goodness of good stuff powerful really powerful the, the listening to the soul the living life with the least resistant tapping into your intuition going with that gut feeling it's all the same thing but for any of those things to happen we have to hear that gut feeling and get rid of all the noise the thoughts are chaotic it's a thunderstorm because it's so noisy and it's so distracting we're not paying attention to the feelings which comes back to the initial point what are we living our life doing we're feelings these emotions these experiences so it's trying to tap in and understand what it is remember it locate it identify it and then start confirming it every time that that is who i am that's who i can go to in just a breath that's who i can go to when i just clear that space for me and as soon as you do it more than a few times guys james took 12 weeks if you come onto the experiences you go into that space within the first session then you felt it once, then you go deeper, then you go deeper, then you get creative with it. And all of this, you're present, your body's in healing, it's harmony, it's working the way it's meant to, because there's no other input or signals from the brain to stimulate the body. It is a literal cycle the whole time. And when the body is doing what it should be, your brain's happy too, because you start picking more positive thoughts, because it feels good. And your cell's like, oh my God, I'm being heard too. And my body that's now rumbling and my knees that are aching, my mind's saying, let's exercise and be positive about it. So it's this whole cycle every single time. Mind, body, soul. Just imagine working with all three of them as individuals. When you pray or when you meditate, ask three times. And imagine each one of them needs to hear your instructions, confirm it even more. And then in the end, you'll see it. It will come true. The only thing that you can't uh, predict is time. But time is irrelevant. So if you put it out there, feel it, experience it, and know it will come back, and then keep reinforcing that. This is why things like vision boards are so amazing, because you're literally putting it out in the open for you to get the thought. Then when you're closing your eyes, your awareness is on all these things. Then you start creating 
what it is that you need to do. You start being on the lookout with your senses, your hearing, your smelling, you're stumbling across people that wouldn't have uh, been in your path beforehand. It is magical, it is spiritual, and this is the world that we're going into now. Because everything that we put up before is resistance. It's, it's the system we've been put into. So it's a concept. It's rules, it's regulations, which is a thought by someone else. Someone else's truth that we're now regurgitating. The education that we're now told to learn and the curriculum that's being put for our lives and our kids' lives, that's someone else's creation. And you can realize the indoctrination and, and how we go into these states of arguing someone else's truth is not yours. So one of the things with all of this, when you go into those meditation states, go back and go and try to work out what has been told to you. What am I arguing? Is that my truth? Or I've just heard it. Can you defend it if someone come up with different uh, viewpoints? Because if you can't, that's not your knowing. So sometimes just in a, a meditation space, I'm going through all the different answers that I can come back with so I can call it a knowing. So all of a sudden, I don't have to stress out of it over more because this is, I couldn't even, just say that's red. That red, it's my knowing. Dark red, maroon. But I can argue with that after. If they told me it's white, they're crazy, not me. So that's the, the bit that I think is the, the power when it comes to truth, when it comes to spirituality, when it comes to knowing, it's all the same thing. Because you decide it. I'm not spiritual. That is the most ridiculous statement as well, by the way. I say that, I'm not spiritual. Just even from a biochemistry, <laughs> scientific standpoint, we're told we are energetic beings. We are energetic. We're not real, tangible. Like, you can't squeeze what is at the core. We are spiritual. Every single human on this plane that we live on is a spiritual being, is a being of light. And you hear that, oh, light beings. Yeah, guess what? We are all light. That's what we are. And we've got the, oh, the Illuminati. Yeah, they're the shade. <laughs> we're the actual light. We are the light beings. Every single one of us, we're energetic. And if, again, I'll give you a reference point. There are, just like you've got NASA, it gets millions and billions and trillions pumped into it. Has anybody heard of CERN? Does anyone know what CERN is and what they're trying to achieve? This has been going on for years. They're trying. They, they, it's accepted. It is fully accepted by mainstream science. It's accepted. Consciousness. You hear it on anything now. And, and again, it's been in our, in our language for years. And as with most of our language, been bastardized. You're subconscious. So if there's a, everyone knows, yeah, it's, you know, it's in your subconscious. People accept that. But then as soon as you start talking about consciousness, oh, no, then you're going down the route of spirituality and then you'll get demonized and you'll get labeled. But hold on. The subconscious is part of your consciousness, your energy. It is, again, irrefutably accepted by mainstream that there's something that's inside, right at the core, that has nothing to do with bones and flesh and veins and blood. There is something else. Your soul, your spirit. The bit that they're trying to recreate with things like CERN. If, if this is all bollocks, why is there billions and billions and billions of pounds going in to not only CERN, cloning? We all know, yeah, was it Dolly the Sheep? Remember Dolly the Sheep got cloned? Do you understand? Think about it. If that's, if that's 
what they put out in the mainstream media years ago. Dolly the Sheep is years, years ago. Okay, it was talking about back then. Look at the stories and what it is. Okay, and if that's what's going on, and I'm pretty confident that 25 people on it all accept that whatever they put out in the mainstream media, <laughs> there's always a lot more going on behind the scenes that we don't get told about. So if they've been doing that for years, me and Harry have, have spent some time looking into cloning and the exhibit exhibitions that get put on for these rich and famous, these elitists, where they turn up. And what's that movie? That movie with um, with the black fella that gets stuck inside oh, um, the white Jesus body. Because that is such a real depiction of what goes on at these, exhi uh, these exhibits as well. What's that film? Get Out. Get Out. Get Out. If anyone's seen that movie, Get Out, just know years and years ago, Alex Jones, who I'm not saying you should take him as, as, as fact, but... <laughs> Trading Places, no, but that is a great film, by the way, <laughs> that is a great film. Um, there's, there's been, years and years ago, there's been these goals by these elitists, just like the medbeds, we've heard of the medbeds, 15 years ago they were talking about medbeds, everyone was saying you're fucking crazy. Now there's medbeds, in, in, there's one in fact in Bo, um, Bo, uh, Hungry, which someone I interviewed on here will tell you about. What I'm saying is there's these things that have always been happening. Now back to cloning. They've been trying to take the souls out of people for years and put them back into other people. And you'll think, yeah, I've seen that on the film. <clears throat> there you go. Because it's always in Hollywood, in movies, what is actually going on. Because that's how they pre-program us into accepting all the shit that does go on. Think about, go back and watch how many films there was threat, threats of a chemical virus being launched into a city. And it'll be a breakout of it. Go back and look. They're all there. Go back and look at bombings, uh, buildings, planes going into buildings. It's all there. The blueprint of the story that they've written for us is there. It's all there. It's not a fucking illusion. They tell us what they're going to do. They tell us what they're doing. Then, because we get so wrapped up in our cognitive dissonance, divides of race, of gender, of religion, and all the rest of it, all of this TV programming that's going in, somewhere in a kafuddle of a brain, it all goes, okay, when this happens, you've already been told about that. It's your experience. Think, huh? It's your experience. And it's been taken away from you from an electrical, again, not something that's not real, in that corner of every, tele every household in God knows how many billions of households across the world, how many people have grown up with that television Television, telling you what your vision is. Programs. Tell live vision. Tell live vision. Programs. TV programming. Channels. Because <laughs> you're going to channel while you're... It is, it's so in your face, this stuff. And all of what we've talked about tonight is way more real than any of that. Why? Because every single one of you has got a you inside. Fact. So you taking time to meditate and touch base with yourself every now and again, 10 minutes a day. What harm could that do? And you tell me what makes more sense. To do it or not to do it? <laughs> That's the question. <laughs> but I'm, I'm going to have to shoot now, mate, anyway. Me too. Thanks for everyone that's been on tonight. Good chat, actually, Hazard. Yeah, Good meditation as well. Yeah, good meditation as well. So guys, tomorrow morning on the membership, I'm taking the session at 7am 
And in the evening, we've got our coaching call, um, the once a month coaching call, uh, which is going to be at 7.30 in the evening, taken by me and James. It's going to be a really good one. So if you're, if you're looking to get yourself in a self-development mode, in a self-awakening mode, in just turn up as your best self, and, and they're all recorded too, yeah. So they'll be in the, in the live recordings. We have coaching, workshops, and Q&As. And again, just go to the first one if you uh, come onto the platform and get your current reality. It's a perfect time of the year to do it all as well. So I'll, um, I'll see you guys in the morning. And uh, James, I'll, I'll catch you tomorrow. See you later, mate. Have a good one. See you later, people. Love to all. See you, people. Greetings, beautiful people. This is Jay here from Lads Talk Health and as always, sending nothing but love and kindness and positivity to all. Thank you so much for tuning in to this podcast. Please, please, if you enjoy it, let other people share your enjoyment. Love to you all.